thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. Good morning. Good morning. Can we give everybody a hand this morning for serving, for being a part of this service, for what God is doing? We hope that you are really enjoying your experience this morning. I love mornings like this. I love going to parties. I love going to parties. I hate hosting parties. And it's probably because you have to clean up. I hate hosting, but I love going and I love crashing. Any party crashers out there? Okay, thank you, thank you. We can get together and do that together. That would be incredible. Man, we, uh, this whole morning has been about vision, vision for your life, vision for your life. Everybody say vision for my life, vision for my life, vision for your life. And maybe you came this morning to support your kids. Maybe you came to support um, your mother or father this morning and you're here. We're so thankful you're here. Maybe you got a postcard in the mail and that's why you're here this morning. Maybe you saw this video play over and over again on Facebook and you were just so curious that, to see what that may be about. And so we're thankful that you came this morning to Luminous Church. It's good to be here with you this morning, and I'm excited afterwards. We're going to continue to have coffee and cupcakes. We'll have booths open on everything that we have offer, to offer this year. Uh, we'd encourage you to do that. Everybody, did everybody get the free T-shirt? If you didn't get a free T-shirt, we are out. Just kidding. Just kidding. I just wanted to do that. That was fun. That was fun. No, we got plenty of T-shirts. In fact, we'd love for everybody to take a T-shirt. Everybody take a T-shirt with them, um, and we have... Plenty of that. So we'd encourage you to do that. Man, in 1961, I wasn't born yet, obviously, but President JFK spoke to the world. He spoke to the world. He said that we will send a man to the moon and bring him back safely. Safely. That was an amazing declaration, an amazing vision to see and say something like that. And so the space, the space race began against us in the Soviet Union. And in 1969, they, we put three men. We put Neil, Buzz, and Michael. Here's their picture. How would you like this for a Facebook profile? It's awesome. You should do that. These three men, they load up and they get on Saturn V. They get on a missile, a rocket. How scary is this moment? They get on this. There is 5,000 pounds of fuel underneath of them. 5,000 pounds. This is 6,000 or 5 million. I'm sorry. 5,000 is not that much. It's like, wow, trucks going into space. That's awesome. 5 million, 5 million pounds that they're going to light on fire to send you up to where no man has ever gone. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that is scary stuff. And in 1969, eight years after President JFK said that we would land a man on the moon, Neil steps out of the lunar spacecraft and he steps on to the moon and says, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. JFK put expectations for the United States, expectations that were so unreachable. 
Our space program aiming to get a man in space took two million people. That's the population of San Antonio working on one project together to get one man in space. $1.7 billion. And why is this relevant for us today? Because honestly, in 2015, we set out and all of us may have some expectations for our life. Maybe you've had some expectations that you set in your life many, many years ago, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I had some expectations. And today we're going to talk about how God wants to meet those expectations. But first, before we do that, we want to share about uh, with you some Illuminous Church's expectations this morning. In 2015, I'm expecting God to move in significant ways in Luminous. Uh, I've been excited to be here uh, for just a couple of months and have seen the life of God uh, shown through many of the folks and through the environment and culture that's developed here. And I'm excited to see God use that to bring people and draw new people to himself, as well as to help us grow closer to each other and with him. I'm really looking forward to growing in a place that God's planted me. It's, it's just always been my heart to really dive in with a group of people and live intentionally. For my neighborhood, but in particular, my um, Saudi Arabian neighbor. I want, I want to see God impact people around me. Um, I want to see my kiddos impact other kiddos, and I want to see um, the Lord have his way with Luminous. I'm, I'm believing God to just grow, grow Luminous. Um, to grow Luminous beyond our expectations. I'm hoping for God to double the amount of college students attending Luminous from 50 to 100. I'm really hoping that I get to go back to Africa and Sierra Leone. I am expecting God to powerfully hit my family. I'm expecting a revival in San Antonio for people to be awakened. I feel like I'm expecting him to reach my family. Uh, I am expecting financial guidance. Uh, we really want to buy a house and we really want um, to make San Antonio, of course, a permanent home. And uh, so what I'm expecting is financial guidance. Uh, God wants me to risk my time. <laughs> uh, you know, with, with work and just with other personal stuff, it's easy to get caught up in and doing what I want to do as opposed to like the guy that the work that God wants me to do. I feel like God's calling me to risk me stepping out of my comfort zone and sharing my testimony with more students on campus. Probably my time. I have four kids of my own, so I have to make myself a lot more disciplined. I think that it's really huge um, for us to sacrifice what our own desires are. Uh, I believe God would like me to risk my control. I really want to focus on being disciplined. I feel and I know that he's asking me to risk is, is just to give it, give it my all. To be bold. Trusting him more and being more bold and create, uh, courageous. Can we give those people a hand for sharing with us? Obviously, obviously, there's things that, that God has put in your heart. There's dreams, there's desires, there's things that he's been nudging you towards your entire life. It's crazy to me watching Tad up there. 
Tad saying, God's calling me to risk control. If you know Tad, he's an incredible man. He's so personal and he loves people incredibly well. But I'm guessing that God has probably asked him to release control for several years now. It's not that he's just asked Tad to do that one time, but he's constantly asked him and nudged him to do this. In life, the older you get, the, sometimes the harder it is to take risk. The more comfortable we are in, our, in ourselves, the harder it is to step out. Our world gets smaller and smaller. What I love about this video is everybody looks different. There's different races, different cultural backgrounds, different ages up here. And we see that Larry Osborne says this, the most striking thing about highly effective leaders is how little they have in common. What one swears by, another warns against. But what one trait stands out, the willingness to risk. My prayer and my hope is that the things that God is calling us to, we would become a people that take big risk, big leaps for God. You know, I, I don't think God is calling you to do something foolish. There's foolish risk and God risk, right? Foolish risk and God risk. God, if you're scared of heights, one time I took my friend up to go bungee jumping, and little did I know that he was petrified of heights, but when he got up there, he froze, and he didn't want to jump off. I go, man, come on, you can do it. Start praying for him right there, trying to increase his faith, you know. He's like, I'm not doing this. You know, that, the, the risk wasn't jumping off the bungee pad for him. The risk for him was climbing the stairs. We're not trying to get people to do things absurd or foolish or things that God hasn't called you to do. We're trying to get you to take steps into just taking small steps in order what God's calling you to do. Hey, come look out my second story window, man. It's an awesome view. That's what we're hoping as a church is that you would end up taking small steps, small risks for God, but more than small risk, God risk. You see, there's foolish risk. Proverbs 14, 12 says this, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Foolish risk is making dangerous, impulsive moves out of your own ideas and not God's ideas. God risk are saying, okay, God, where are you moving? Okay, I'm going to take a step. I'm thankful in 2012, a young man came to UTSA where he took a step to start a campus ministry. He never led any ministry before. He never even led a Bible study. But he said, Jesus, this is what you're calling me to do. I feel you're nudging. And he picked up, he packed up, and he moved. I'm thankful that last year that over 10 families moved from Midland, Odessa, Texas to move to San Antonio. They quit their jobs. They quit their comfortable lifestyles. They quit their incomes. They quit all this to take a risk because they felt God was calling them to come to San Antonio. God was nudging. And you can use calling, nudging, prodding, whatever you want. But God was speaking and he was saying, if you want to see me clearly, this is where you must go. This is the faith that you must have in order to move where God wants you to move. I'm thankful that God has done that. And as Luminous Church in 2015, I believe that God wants us to take big risk. He wants us to take risk for his name's sake, for his kingdom's sake. And where we see him moving, where we see him nudging, we're going to join him. In 2015, we're going on a mission trip. 
We're believing God for 20 people from Luminous Church to go on our first ever mission trip. Not just any mission trip because there's a lot of great mission trips. But we wanted to go to a mission trip that was going to have global impact and a national change for everybody around them. 2,500 people are going on this mission trip. The most amazing thing that you've ever seen as hundreds of thousands of people gather into stadiums. And you get to be a part of that. But it's risky, Pastor Ben. It's risky asking for $3,000 to go on the mission trip. It's risky because I, I don't really like foreign food. It's risky because one time my friend, you know, went shopping down on the border in Mexico and drank some of the water, you know, and got sick. I don't want that. It's risky um, because I've never flown. Well, maybe take a flight to Dallas before you go. Maybe prepare the way. I'm excited in 2015 that we're going to have community groups that launch. And we believe strongly in community groups. We believe that people are going to belong to community groups in 2015, that they're going to step out and they're going to dive all in. They're going to say, I'm going to meet every week for the next 12 months. And I believe that God's going to do something powerful in my life because right now how my life is, it's not that great. And so we're believing God for that. We believe in God in 2015 that, that people will join an Ignite team and help set up. I was excited this morning because this morning over 25 people showed up to set up at 7 a.m. And it was incredible because there was just love and excitement and encouragement. And if you could see, you know, a man up on a 14-foot ladder shaking, it's just an incredible sight. You got to come see that. You'll be able to see it after service as we take down those banners. I'm believing in 2015 that we're going to take 50 college students to Campus Harvest. I'm believing that. 50 college students. Last year we took 12. And I'm believing that 50 college students will go to Campus Harvest. Why? Why, Ben? Because at Campus Harvest is an amazing event where you encounter Jesus. You encounter his love and you get a vision for your life and you start making it through the year and you get serious about your schoolwork and you get serious about what you want to get a degree in so you can be changed around you so that people would change so that Jesus would be attractive. It's an amazing, amazing weekend of what God's going to do at Campus Harvest. And I'm believing that people will go and not only will they go, they'll get saved and baptized. I'm believing for that this year. In 2015, I'm believing at Luminous Church, that boys will become men and girls will become women. And we will have a church full of men of God and women of God who don't compromise, don't sit back, don't wait for somebody else to lead their life, but they're leading their own life. They're out of their own comfort zone. They're not afraid of the name of Jesus. Jesus isn't popular right now, if you didn't know. He's not popular on the news. He's not a popular guy. And when you claim the name of Jesus, your popularity will go away. When you claim the name of Jesus, Jesus becomes more popular than you, which I love. And Jesus starts moving you into things that he wants you to move into. In 2015, I'm believing at Luminous Church that people are going to get married. Can I hear amen? Yeah, all the single people. I'm believing that people are going to get married. I'm believing that, that, that men will quit asking girls out, leading them on, and then dropping them in a couple of months. I'm not praying that men would step up and that they would lead and that they would commit to a woman. That they wouldn't just lead them on for a year 
and not commit anything. That there wouldn't be dangling a carrot. I'm believing for that. I'm believing that women in our church will put up a standard for men. That if you want this, you better chase Jesus. Because he's my first love. And until you fall in love with him, you won't have my hand in marriage. I'm believing God for that this year. I'm believing for incredible things to happen in that. I'm believing God in 2015 for one-on-one discipleship. You may not know what that means, but this is our primary engine to get you in relationship with Jesus. So proud of my wife when we moved here in April 1st. It was a big risk for her. She doesn't necessarily like a lot of change. She has a comfort zone. But when she moved here, she said, I'm going to do everything that Jesus called me to do. She grabbed six women. She meets with all of them. She took them through the one-to-one book. This is our discipleship track. She's taking them through the purple book, 12 12 chapters of biblical foundations. And then she believes that they need victory in their life and they need freedom. So they go through the Born to Be Free book where they prepare for victory. And at the end of that, there's a freedom weekend. And after that, she will teach them how to hear the voice of God, how to journal, and how to read their Bible every day. I'm believing God is calling some of you to lead somebody else on one-on-one discipleship. And I'm believing God is calling you to ask somebody else to walk with you through one-to-one discipleship. We're going to be a church, although our seats are so comfortable. They, aren't they comfortable? They're comfortable. We want you to be comfortable this morning. I'd, le- I'd rather you be comfortable in here and less comfortable out there. Because when we go out there, It's about getting a hold of people's lives, saying Jesus has a plan for you. Jesus has something powerful for you in 2015. I've been dealing with this addiction for months now. I'm believing God will break this. Meet with me. Come meet with me. Let's walk through this. And that's a lot of weeks, a lot of time. It is. My wife leaves six times, six times a week. I'm watching Benson, and we're watching the Spurs game. Go, Spurs, go. I'm believing for this. If you, I'm believing in 2015 that you'll come to church and you'll get plugged in. You'll go to plugged in. You'll get connected to the life of our church. God will do incredible things through it. I'm believing in 2015 that you'll give like you've never given. It's fun. Outreach was fun yesterday. Once a month, we have an outreach at Luminous Church. We gave everybody $20, and we said, go love somebody ridiculously well and bless them. It was awesome going through Whataburger and paying for two people's meals. They were both $8 a piece. I figured because they were probably eating alone. I'm so thankful I bought their meal. But I'm also believing that Jesus is not only will Luminous model it, because we will model it. Everything we say up here, we will model. But I'm hoping and I'm praying that you would start giving like God has called you to give. It's our mission that we would release our resources, that we give our resources in order to reach the campus community and the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, that, that we would end up releasing our resources, that we would give and get a vision for giving. Now, lastly, I believe in 2015, this will be a year of sharing, sharing the gospel. 
Last week when we fasted and prayed, I wrote down, Jesus, would I share the gospel every week this year? 52 people, would they hear the gospel? Would they hear Jesus? Would you share? Would you share what God's done in you? Would you share God's love? Would you share what he's doing? And, and what's crazy about that, when you share, then you're responsible. Not responsible for their salvation, not responsible for the outcome. But then you have a responsibility because if they respond, who's going to walk with them? Who's going to do life with them? It's you. As much as I love the pulpit and as much as I think that people do get discipled from the pulpit, this won't change many people's lives. You're going to be changed sitting across from you at your dining room table. You're going to be changed when you're weeping with them when they lose somebody this year. They're going to be changed when you're helping them and prodding them. They're going to be changed when you shared an expectation that seems so impossible, but you're encouraging them along the way to take the risk, to do what God's called you to do. On the back of each chair, we put a luminous church card. We're believing in 2015 that this place will be filled on Easter Sunday, April 5th, that this theater will be filled up, but it's going to take everyone. So after this service, we would encourage you to seriously consider and pray how many cards you want me to take off the chairs? How many cards? How many people am I believing God for to hear the gospel when they come on a Sunday morning, April 5th? Is it one? Take one. If it's none, don't take any. If it's six, take six. Pray about it. Ask God to give you vision for it. We don't want people here just for an amazing event. But we want them here so that they can hear Jesus and they'd be connected to you. In Luke chapter 5, if you have your new app, which is pretty awesome, I think that's pretty cool. You can go to that and go to the notes. You can pull these up later. You can read this. I'm going to summarize this for us. Luke chapter 5, verse 17 through 21. I'm amazed by this story over and over again. I love the fact that we have a children's ministry that has a vision for children. That's taking risk right now by sharing this story that we're sharing in here with your children. That they're praying for them this morning. In Luke chapter 5. A paralyzed man was laying there, paralyzed probably for some time. And I don't know, it doesn't tell the account of what the, if the paralyzed man asked four gentlemen to carry him to Jesus or four gentlemen saw the paralyzed man and said, we're going to carry you to Jesus. But Jesus was in this atmosphere of healing. It says, it says and the power of the Lord was with him to heal in verse 17. And as they were coming close to the house where Jesus was, they couldn't get in because there was just too many people gathered around. Too many. And you know what's amazing about a risk taker is when they see an obstacle, they find a way around the obstacle. So as they take a risk, they take this man up to the roof. If we can't get in by this door, we'll go to the roof. And as they go to the roof, they peel away the tiles. And they peel away the roof, causing a commotion in the house, I imagine. 
And they lower this paralyzed man down in front of Jesus. How risky is that? How risky is this paralyzed man in front of Jesus? Will he really heal me? He's been healing everybody else, but will he heal me? He's been doing crazy miracles, but will he do it for me? And first words out of Jesus says, man, great faith. Your sins are forgiven you. Paralyzed man came for healing. And yet Jesus gave him something else. 21, and the scribes and the Pharisees began questioning, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus realized this conversation. He says he, he realized what they were thinking, that these weren't necessarily spoken out loud, but they were internal thoughts of doubt internal thoughts of so many things. And Jesus perceived this and said, hey, you, I know you're doubting. But so that you may believe that I can forgive sins, which is the greatest miracle that will ever happen here on earth, get up and walk. And the man got up, took his pallet, walked right out of there. It's amazing. It was hard to get in. It was easier to get out. It was easier to get out. People were astounded in awe. I really feel like this passage for us is so important on how we can take risk. Maybe you're called to pick up somebody and take them to Jesus. Maybe you're the one laying there just paralyzed and needing Jesus to do something powerful. And so maybe you take a risk and ask somebody to take you. powerful about this is the only one who didn't take much risk was Jesus. See, Jesus trusts God 100%. He knows God fully. He only does what he sees the Father doing. It wasn't a risk for Jesus to do that. It wasn't a risk. He knew his power. He knew his authority. For us, it's a huge risk because we just don't trust God that much because of our faith may be so small. But Jesus wants to. He wants to answer those God nudgings this year in 2015. In Romans 10, 13, it says, whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And as the worship team comes up, I want to encourage you in 2015. And I know that, that God, there is so many things happening at Luminous, so many amazing things. And I'm believing God for amazing things. And I'm asking that you would believe with me. I'm asking for that, that you would believe with me. I'm asking that you would believe for your neighbor and your coworker. I'm asking that you would believe that. An incredible story we fasted last week, and we know Matthew 6. Don't walk around like the hypocrites where you're hanging lowly and, and throwing ash on yourself and wanting to be noticed by everyone. And so we, we try not to do that corporately, but 
And there was a young lady working at her workplace this week. And what was incredible about her is she was fasting and she was believing God for amazing things. Not getting along very well with her boss. Her boss invites the whole team to go eat. She drinks tea. Somebody asked her, why, why are you only drinking tea? Are you on a diet? You know? She goes, no, not that. He goes, you're fasting, aren't you? She goes, yeah, I am. And then everybody asks her questions. And all of a sudden, Jesus is talked about. And something that she's really been expecting God for is that she would reach these people, her team, at her workplace. And next day, her boss gives her some shakes and says, you're going to need these. She goes, thanks for being so supportive. Her boss replies, anything for Jesus, right? You never know who's hiding. You never know who's been so afraid that they've been a closet Christian for some time. At the same time, you never know who needs some hope and who needs Jesus. And maybe this morning you came. Maybe somebody brought you through the roof this morning because they dragged you here. But maybe you knew you needed to come and not for an emotional healing, but because you needed your sins forgiven, because you needed to encounter Jesus and you needed to get right with him. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. Would you stand with me this morning? In Romans 10, it says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so if you were dragged here, if you were given to the roof, going through the roof, maybe you were expecting a cupcake, free T-shirt. But maybe, just maybe, you're feeling God just knock at your heart. And you're saying, you know, I want vision for my life. I want to take a risk. And I want this Jesus who took all the risk already for me so that I may have life and life to the full. If you would, bow your head and close your eyes with me. I want to pray for you. And this morning, if that's you and you're feeling Jesus move, he's the one who knocks. <laughs> He's the one who tugs. And you just want to call out to the name of the Lord. And you want to give your life to Jesus right now this morning. Would you just raise your hand? It says a declaration. I want to do that, Jesus. I want to do that. I want to do that, Jesus. With your hand raised, which is a huge risk, I want you to pray with me. Father, would everybody pray this? Father, thank you that you took the greatest risk by sending your son Jesus to take away my sins. Lord Jesus, I trust you in 2015. I trust you with eternity. I give you my life right now. Would you come fill me up in Jesus' name? Everybody said, amen. Hey, let's declare that we'll be brave this year through this last song. Let's declare it. Let's sing it. Let's believe that right now, and I'll come back up and dismiss us.